Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Your guide to protecting your personal health. Bringing you simplified answers to the complex questions surrounding healthcare. Everything from cancer to liver transplants. Nutrition. Exercise. My yoga and Pilates instructor, Dana Goodale. Mental health and even pet care. Dr. Wayne Hunthausen, Westwood Animal Hospital. Empowering you to take control of your health and wellness. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. And now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. I'm your host, Carrie Hall, our producer today, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. Today, I want to welcome on board one of our newest affiliates. This is our newest affiliate, actually. It's KTBB AM and FM in Tyler Longview, Texas. Very happy to have them on board. I want to thank Paul Berry and our team over at Radio America for bringing on this new affiliate. And I also have another announcement to make. We are now going to be doing two shows every Saturday, and our total number of affiliates, this is a little mind-boggling for me, considering we started this thing out 16 years ago on one radio station. We are up to 281 radio stations now, and when I say thank you to all of you out there, I mean that sincerely, because we would not be on 281 radio stations without your input and the fact that you listen to this broadcast. So once again, thank all of you in the audience for listening to our show. All these shows are posted on our podcast platforms, that is TuneIn, Sound cloud itunes and spreaker you can also follow me on facebook at america's healthcare advocate or yes there are two facebook pages or carrie hall c-a-r-y-h-a-l-l and the website america's healthcare advocate.com by the way if you do have questions about health insurance if you need some help with something you can always call the lovely joyce thompson if you need help with medicare or individual health insurance or small group and if you need help with group health insurance if you're an employer or you're looking for help sue denninger is an expert she actually works with my guest in studio today, Dan Malin here today with us from Payer Compass, and uh, she's an expert at what she does, and we'll be happy to help you anywhere in the country. Uh, you can reach them at the phone number 913-385-2224, 913-385-2224. They are happy to chat with you and help you in any way that they can. Okay, so coming up in today's show, we're going to visit with Dan Malin from Payer Compass. Very happy to have you in studio. Hey, Thank- it's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's Very great excited. to get you in here, and we finally were able to get this done. We've talked about it for some time, but uh, we're bringing it to fruition. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about something called reference-based pricing. A lot of you have probably heard of this. If you're an employer, if you're an HR director, if you're a broker, if you're a TPA administrator, you certainly know what this is. As an employer, you may or may not be familiar with it. You may have heard about it. There's a lot of noise around reference-based pricing. Uh, There have been a lot of changes in the marketplace regarding reference-based pricing. What I wanted to do today with the folks in Payer Compass, who are an excellent company that provides reference-based pricing services in a very unique way. Their platform is very different than a lot of the other uh, folks out there that do this, whether it's Six Degrees or or ELAP or any of the others. Their program is significantly different. But what I want to do today is educate you, give you an opportunity to understand what is reference-based pricing and why should you even consider it? What's the reason that you would look at this? Well, we're going to talk about that. And I think you're going to come away from this broadcast feeling completely different about what reference-based pricing is and understanding how it may well have a place in your company when it comes to 
cost control and providing better health care for your employees. So with that, I want to welcome Dan Malin to the show. Dan serves as the Senior Vice President of Broker Relations for Payer Comforts, Payer Compass, Payer Comforts Office, State of the Art Technology, Proactive Advocacy, Compassionate Care Management and Solutions Connected to All Reference-Based Pricing Solutions. Dan's been doing this for 48 years in the industry, both as a broker, as an agency executive, as a sales uh, uh, executive as well, uh, covering over 200 commercial and benefits producers across the country. So you know your way around the block, Dan. I've been here a while. This is five decades in the business, and uh, it's an exciting time to be involved in healthcare because uh, what we're doing with the reference-based pricing is really making a difference for people. Um, th- th- yes, there's a lot of noise. We're going to talk about that today. But at the end of the day, I'm excited to be part of Payer Compass. Uh, they're, they're a great company, great organization to work for, and uh, they're on the cutting edge of trying to uh, make healthcare uh, more affordable for the for the masses. Yeah, make it more affordable. And the other part that I like about it is the the advocacy for the employee, for the patient that, that doesn't just say, here's the program you deal with. It. It's a very different way of doing it. Before we get to that, let's just explain to the audience what is reference-based pricing. And then let's give some examples of how the wildly different systems with these charge masters and these hospitals charge back these different pro- different protocols and, and benefits that they do in terms of, of the services they offer. So, so let's start by just looking at what reference-based pricing is at its core. What we're doing, instead of using a network, we are taking a build amount and we're looking at what the Medicare reimbursement is, and then reference-based pricing attaches a percentage of that Medicare reimbursement that is essentially set by the, by the, the, the group. Uh, or, or the people that are actually paying the claim. So what we do is we start a baseline with Medicare at a Medicare reimbursement. And then we add a percentage of that. It could be 110, 150, 120, 170. But essentially, claims reimburse to providers at a percentage of Medicare as selected by the group health plan. There's also some some other types of reference-based pricing, what we would call bundled pricing, where all the services you might render around a surgery might be bundled at a price that has is referenced to something that's been agreed to. Um, and then there's also what we call direct contracts. And direct contracts are those contracts who are now between an employer and uh, a provider uh, where there's an agreement and those agreements are at a percentage of Medicare or some agreed amount. So, that is all reference. That all falls under reference-based. Pricing. So let's go back to why is Medicare used as the base or the standard, and then the charge master goes up from there depending on the particular hospital. And I'm going to give a couple of examples here in a minute. But let's start with explaining to the audience why Medicare. Well, Medicare is more or less a uh, a standard. In other words, it. it in the, in the in the hospital world, what happens is you have bill charges, and then the traditional networks generate discounts. Well, if you ge- generate a discount off of a thousand dollars, that's fifty percent. You're still at five hundred dollars. But if they want to change the five hundred dollars, what they do is they raise the thousand dollars to fifteen hundred. It's a still a fifty percent discount, but now you're paying seven hundred fifty dollars. What we do with Medicare is we start at the bottom and say, what is the Medicare reimbursement for that particular treatment and then we adjust that to be appropriate so that the the provider makes an appropriate amount of money for that service so it's it's kind of a are you starting at the top and going down or are you starting at the bottom and going up with medicare pricing we start at the bottom and go up 
So uh, let's talk, let's talk about what might be considered inappropriate. Okay, okay there you go. There. So I, so I'm going to give some examples here, folks, so you understand. So the charge master is is what the hospital uses to charge for a particular surgical procedure, uh, inpatient procedure, whatever it may be. So let me give you some examples. I'll use some hospitals by name here in Kansas City. Research Medical Center, 833% of Medicare. So that means, Dan... That's their average bill charge. If, if you took all the charges that they made in a course of a year, the, the average bill charge is 800% of Medicare. Thank you. So in other words, it's 800% plus Medicare is what they're doing. It, here. No, they've taken the Medicare amount. If you if you looked at their bill charge and you looked at what the, the, the particular service was, their average is 800% of Medicare. So Medicare pays a dollar... The, the 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 charge is eight dollars and fifty cents right if you go to that hospital okay. so 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 there's one example now let's drop down to st luke's 561 percent of medicare well now now you see the issue is that there's such a variance between hospitals and i w- payer compass has the diagnostic tools to run this for every hospital in america we have a tool that's available that you can look and see what those charges are across the country so now let's keep going. Sure. Then we have Truman Medical Center here with two hospitals in Kansas City, right. 189% of Medicare. So the disparity goes from 833% down to a hospital that's 189%, and it could be for the exact same surgical procedure or inpatient hospital procedure, yes? Exactly. So, so the, the Medicare reimbursement in the particular illustration you're looking at is about $3,400 for that particular service. But what happens is it, it should be the same amount all the way across for whatever hospital it is. But what happens is when you use Medicare as the baseline for reimbursement, you're generating a considerable discount off that most expensive hospital, and you're actually getting a price that is consistent across several hospitals or however many hospitals you happen to have. So what I'm trying to illustrate here to all of you in the audience is the issue when you talk about the cost of healthcare. This is this is why you see healthcare spiraling out of control because you have these wildly different charge masters as I just explained, 833% at one hospital down to 189% at another hospital. So when we come back from the break, we're going to get in the weeds a little bit and talk about why does that exist and what does it do to you in terms of your health insurance cost and your healthcare cost. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Broadcasting here on the HIE Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. If you want to learn more about Payer Compass, I urge you to go to the website, payercompass.com, payercompass.com. There's a lot of information up there. There's also some great videos up there that I think you'll find most interesting that'll give you some insight into how all of this works. We'll be right back after the break. Once again, you're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Broadcasting here on the HIE Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the Fruited Plain here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you've got a question, if you've got something you want help with, I do get a lot of these emails. People also call me. Yes, I do actually answer the phone. (laughs) 
If you call and you have a question, you can certainly do that. Go to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Send me an email. I get a couple of hundred a day, so I frequently tell you I don't answer each one of them the same day, but I do commit to answering each and every one of them if you reach out to us. My producer, the always perfect Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Gary Hall. In studio with me, Dan Miner uh, from Payer Compass. We are talking about reference-based pricing today, and it's important uh, for you to understand what this is, what a difference it can make, and that's why Dan Malin is in studio with us today to explain their program, Payer Compass Now It Works, but also the idea. And, you know, this is one of the things we try to do on this show is educate you to the opportunities that you have out there. If you're an employer, if you're a broker, um, if you're a, if you're a, a human resource administrator, if you're working at a TPA, this is a program that deserves you to you need to take a look at because it could make a big difference for you as we continue to see the cost of health care continue to escalate and in some cases spiral completely out of control. So, Dan, let's go back and talk a little bit about why reference-based pricing now? Because I think, frankly, now more than ever, um, it, it's important for people, as I just said, to take a look at this as an alternative to what they're currently doing. Dan? Well, Kerry, wh- when you go back and look at where healthcare costs have gone and where they're coming from and, and what's happened and what the trend line is, we've seen a 55% increase in the cost of family health care in the last 10 years. We have seen a 111% increase in deductibles and co-pays. And in the meantime, wages have gone up 29%. So what's happening is healthcare costs are consuming such a large portion of our economy today, it's over 20% of the gross domestic product. 20 cents of every dollar in America today is being spent on healthcare. The question is, how do you fix it? Well, one of the ways is the, the system is broken, and, and the system really has to do with how dollars flow from us, the consumer, to the actual end provider. And what happens is when those dollars flow between, between you and I and the people providing us medical treatments, there's so many people got their fingers in the pie, including networks, that takes so much off of that <clears throat> that we lose sight of what, where the money goes. Well, well you, okay, so let's just stop right there. We lose sight of it because there's no transparency, Dan. No transparency. And the hospital systems in this country have fought like hell to keep it that way. Absolutely. Uh, you know, President Trump, love him, hate him, whatever you want to do, you know, attempted to put some transparency in this, and, the, and those executive orders have been challenged in court. They've been blocked. The American Hospital Association go down the list. So unlike when you go buy a computer or when you buy a pair of shoes and you can see what they cost and who has what products to offer, you can't do that with hospital services, no, Dan. No, you can't do that. What Payer Compass is, we're a technology company that basically takes all that data and we basically present it through the third-party administrators that we're contracted with. And what they do is they help group health plans find a lower cost outcome by taking a percentage of Medicare um, – <clears throat> taking a percentage of Medicare as opposed to a, a, a traditional PPO network. Let me give you an example, okay? We just looked at a project where we have 750 lives spending $11 million a, a year on medical treatment. That's what the build amounts are. They currently have Aetna as their network, okay? The network, average network discount is 55%. <clears throat> at 170% of Medicare, our discount 70% over those bill charges. We're re-reducing the overall cost of medical spend for that 750 life group by almost $1.6 million a year. That's, that's quite. That's remarkable. That's $160. You know, that, 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 that amount of money 
is is a couple of hundred dollars for every employee. What could you do with that money besides spend it on health care? Well, and, the, the, and and that's here's the other thing, and and the answer that that unfortunately most um, uh, that that most brokers and, and most employers come up with is cost shifting, and and you addressed this earlier, and that was the fact that you see a hundred and eleven percent increase in deductibles and contracts. Who's that shift to? It winds up going to the employee, employee. typically, right? Well. Let me give you another example. There's, um, we just we're just in the process of negotiating a contract with with a hospital at 165 percent Medicare, but they're agreeing to do that no deductible, no copay for the for the members. So what they did is they came to us and said, we, we, "Can we do this?" But we want to be out of the collection business because we're charging off 90 percent of the employees' portion because they, they don't have any money to pay us, and so. They're they're willing to take a lower percentage, 165 percent of Medicare, zero deductible, zero copay, in order that, that they get paid by the payer. They're taking less, but they're actually ending up net more because they don't have to charge off the deductibles and copays they haven't been able to collect. So those of you in the audience that listen to this broadcast every week know that I've been a broker for 26 years, and I will tell you that the solution to getting these costs under control to taking the burden off your employees to looking at a better way of doing this and stop the cost shifting. You just heard Dan say that in that particular case, they eliminated copays, they eliminated deductibles. There's there's a video on their website from the Gasparilla Inn in Florida was one of the most remarkable. I've probably watched it half a dozen times now where they talk about what they were able to do and how it benefited their employees. And that's the part about this that I think people really need to understand that you touched on a minute ago. At the end of the day, this this means stabilization in cost, and it means you stop the cost shifting and dumping the burden back on the employee to pay higher deductibles and higher premium costs. Yes? Yes. The reason this is so exciting, it's a win-win-win for everybody. It's a win for the consumer, okay? It's a win for the provider, okay? And it's a win for the system, okay? And, and what happens is that the way it's delivered into the marketplace today, it's somewhat confusing, the way that Payer Compass does it, um, after being in the business for five decades and seeing how other people are doing it, I'm very excited to be part of the Payer Compass team because their process is extremely unique. Yeah, it is unique, and and uh, you know that's one of the things we're going to talk about in, in 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 great detail because your 360 program and what you offer is significantly different than what your competitors do. And we'll talk about that in the next segment because I think it's important for people to understand the tools that you bring to the table and how that works. Dan, let me make a couple other comments. One of the things that happens is we're typically 70 to 80 percent off of bill charges, depending what the employer does. Employee can go to any provider. There's, since there's not a network, any provider that will accept the, 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 the reimbursement that, we're, that they're being offered by that self-funded insured plan can, is, is open. There's no limitation in terms of who you can go see. Okay? Um, there's no such thing as an out-of-network penalty. Yeah. So, and that may scare some of you going, oh, God, they don't have a network. You ha- you, when you see the tools they bring to the table, when you see how they break this up so that they have providers that you can go to, they work directly with the providers negotiating the cost and the prices. This all comes together and works exceptionally well. When we come back after the break, we're going to talk about that in great detail. We're going to go in to their platform. We're going to talk about how they do what they do and the tools they provide. And here's the thing you really need to understand as a takeaway from this. The burden doesn't fall on you. Okay. You're not, as the HR director or the owner of the small business, whatever the case may be, or the broker, this does not fall on you. It, it, 
they administer it, they handle it, and they run it, and they really do know what they're doing. So when we come back after the break, we'll talk more about that uh, with my guest, Dan Malin, from Payer Compass. If you want information on Payer Compass, go to their website, payercompass.com, payercompass.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break with more. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you have a question, send me an email. If we can help you, we are happy to do so. If you want to learn more about Payer Compass, go to their website, payercompass.com. Now, look, here's the thing. I don't care if you've got 20 lives, 30 lives, Small business owner, 50, 100, 300, 1,000. They run this program across the spectrum. It's a self-funded model, but if you don't have a self-funded program, but you think you're interested in this and want to learn, Dan will connect you with a trusted broker that can help you put this together and make sense out of it. But if you go to the website and look at the website, you'll understand after listening to the show what this is all about. And I urge you to look at that video up there. Uh, by a, it's on a hotel in Florida called the Gasparilla Inn. It's it, it's fascinating. It's a testimonial to how this works. So once again, if you're not on a self-funded plan, but you think you're in a box and you want help, reach out to them. Go to the website, payercompass.com. They'll be happy to connect you. Dan Malin will specifically get in touch with you and be happy to connect you with someone uh, that can walk you through this process, and, and he will talk to you about how well this works. So in this segment, okay, we're going to talk about what I think separates you guys. Sure. I, I I told you I spent the last day just going through all of your stuff, getting ready for this show, looking at everything on the website, reading all the material you sent me. One of the things that I think separates you from everybody else is your approach to how you guys do this. Unfortunately, there's a lot of noise around reference-based pricing where other companies have basically come in and done this. But when we get to the balanced billing part, which we're going to explain here, um, they're not very good about handling that. Okay, And it falls back to the employee. It causes a lot of noise for the employer, and it causes a lot of problems if it's not handled properly. You've got a support system that I think is quite remarkable, actually. And as a broker, when you look at how you do what you do, whether it's the safe harbor providers, um, you know, or the patient advocacy piece that you do, let's just kind of go into this whole 360 program and how it works. Because to me, that's the piece that makes you guys significantly different. So let's start with the basics, Carrie. And the basic is a, a technology platform, which we call Visium. And basically, this has been, this is the core. That's the basis of how do we calculate a Medicare reimbursement. And what happens is we connect with a third-party administrator who pays claims, and they send us a claim. We reprice it, send it back to them. And it's repriced according to a set of of agreements that are made between the plan sponsor and payer compass. So that's the basis. But what happens is that we we have again this is this is involves people so the members of the group so we have a member that takes their card and goes to see a provider and what happens well i'm not sure that's a network that we have well let me contact payer compass and their patient advocacy group and the patient advocacy and the member get together and they they contact the provider and they say this is how this works the provider says fine we're going to take that so there's a proactive approach that takes place where we actually try to limit the noise in the beginning. And you mentioned Gasparilla Inn. The, the whole essence of this, there's a lot of education that has to take place. 
Um, and that education really is driven by the broker um, and by the third-party administrator when they install one of these plans. People have to be educated about this is a different approach. And that different approach really requires somebody who can reach out to the provider and inform them of how this is going to work. And we have those people. They're based in St. Petersburg, Florida. They do a wonderful job. And, and what they do is they advocate on behalf of the uh, member of the group um, so that they can get the appropriate treatment and get a, an appropriate reimbursement based on a percentage of Medicare. So one of the things I liked about your approach is it's a non-confrontational approach. Absolutely non-confrontational. It is completely different than the way a lot of the other reference-based pricing people do this. So to me, that was the first piece that I thought was your approach to it is completely different than than a lot of other other folks in this space. The other thing that I liked was this piece called Safe Harbor. So explain Safe Harbor provider. And and that's important if you're a broker and you're you're going in to explain this to – an employer, the way you guys identify what you do, safe harbor, no balance billing providers, and then balance billing providers. So through your analytics, and this is the part about you that's very different, through the data you have, you can, if you, if I'm doing a plan in Kansas City, you can say, these are the safe harbor providers. These are the no balance billing providers. I see 22,745 here. And here are the ones that are balance billing providers that we're going to have to deal with, 3,634. Talk about those three pieces, because that to me, is the essence of how this works. So first of all, we have to understand we're managing data all the time. We have data that comes from CMS.gov. We have data that comes from lots of different places. And we accumulate that data that tells us who is and who is not accepting reference-based pricing. And we have created a tool that's available through our third-party administrators to our plan members where they can go and identify in a particular zip code what providers are or are not accepting reference-based pricing. And there's four categories there. The, the one category is somebody that has said to us, and we have it formalized, they're a safe harbor because they're willing to accept reference-based pricing. The second ones are direct contracts that have been entered into that are percentage of Medicare. Um, the third one is, and this is the largest percentage, out of over 700,000 providers that we currently have, about 70, 60 to 70% of them have accepted a reference-based pricing reimbursement and not balance billed. Okay, and then there are those people who are balanced billers, and and those people are basically the red lights um, in our system. Um, the system just got rolled out in July, and it's continuing to be expanded and improved as we go. But at at the same time, the idea here is. People need to know who is and who isn't accepting reference-based pricing. Right. So let's talk about balanced billing. Number one, what is balanced billing? Okay, well, what does that mean? Okay, and number two, when it happens, okay, okay. Uh, and, and the percentages, in fact, the Gasparilla ends, if I remember it correctly, it was 2%. It was less two, than 2%. So, yeah, yeah, so, so talk so, about what it is and then how you guys deal with it. So first of all, you have to recognize that we're touching somewhere between 2.83 million claims a month, okay? And the incidence of balanced bills, and a balanced bill is when a, when a provider says, I'm not willing to accept this amount of money, okay, I'm going to bill you in addition to what why being reimbursed. So let's say we have a bill for $1,000. We reimburse them $200, and they balance bill the employee or the member for another $250, okay? They ask for an additional $250 because they don't feel like they've been reimbursed. And what do you do to protect that employee at that okay, point? Okay, so there's three things that happen. First of all, um, we assign a patient member advocate, and that member advocate and the member, uh, the, the advocate and the member have a, a conversation, and they talk about it. And the first job of the advocate is to reach out to that provider. And about forty percent of the time, 
we end up getting that bill charged off. They basically say, yes, we agree. This is an appropriate amount of money. We're done. Um, the second part of it is a, another 40% of the time, we end up making some level of an adjustment. Now, payer compass never pays a claim. All we do is reprice it. That money comes from the third-party administrator right. or from the plan. Right. So we say, we've got this uh, adjustment made. It's another $200. We're going to write them a check, and we've done with it. We close the file, and we're done. And that happens about 40% of the time. So the balance of those balance bills, the 20%, we have the FIA group. And the FIA group is an organization that basically provides a level of, of legal oversight into the balance bill process. And their job basically is to use legal remedies that allow those balance bills to be resolved in a timely manner. We're not about litigation. We are not about uh, trying to, to, to do something that's incorrect. But there are precedents in some areas where you have to take a position and say, this is egregious. Yeah. Okay. We, we don't want to pay this bill. Yeah. 833% is egregious. Is egregious. <laughs> that, that would be egregious. There's another very important element. I want to go back to the beginning of this process. One of the things that happens is that the employer can tell Payer Compass, um, look, we do not want to be aggressive. Let's set the reimbursement at 180% of Medicare. Right. And that's a, that's a pretty reasonable amount as opposed to the employer that says, no, we want to be very aggressive. We set it at 120% of Medicare. We don't care about the noise. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if the provider feels like they're being reimbursed fairly, they're less likely to balance bill. It, but, and, the, and we're coming off the break here pretty quickly. But the thing I want to make clear to everybody out there in the audience, this does not fall back on you, the employer, and it does not fall back on the employee. And that's the piece that I think they really need to take away from this. You guys step in. You're the advocate. You resolve it. Thea Group is an outstanding standing group. Um, I've worked with them w with the Pareto Contrarian Re, where they are, in fact, the, the, the firm that Pareto works directly with on all these type of issues. They're very, very good at what they do. And so you've got these safety nets in place to well, help the employer and the employee. You are correct, but I want to clarify one thing, and that is Payer Compass is not in the build business of writing a check. Whatever we negotiate has to be approved by the plan sponsor, correct. The, the, the member, um, and the stop loss carrier because they're all party to the actual writing of the check. So we're, they, but they have the final say. They you, absolutely right. have and the that, final say. So control lies with you, Mister and Mrs. Employer out there, HR director, right. broker, etc. And that that's the takeaway you need to understand. But they have the tools in the toolbox to make it work and make it work smoothly. We come back from the break. We'll wrap it up. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network. Go up on the website, payercompass.com, payercompass.com. Also, if you want to tell somebody in your company about this, your boss, your partner, whatever the case may be, all the website, on the website, all the podcasts are up there, so you can actually have them listen to it if you want to do that. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. My producer, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Once again, the website, payyourcompass.com. 
payyourcompass.com. You're curious? Go up there, okay? If you want to tell somebody about this, the podcast, iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spreaker, all these shows are up on the podcast platforms. You can tell your boss, you can tell your partner, you can tell your friend, whatever the case may be. If an opportunity, instead of trying to regurgitate all of this, go listen to it on the podcast. A lot of people do that, and I get a lot of calls off of that. So once again, this this is a fairly complicated topic, but we're trying to break it down and make sense out of it. That's a great place to go if you want to tell somebody else to listen to it, if you've got a business partner, broker, whatever the case may be. All right. So Dan, the other thing that I thought was significantly different in your program was the patient advocacy piece. And this is important. You know, if you've got cancer, if you've had a stroke, if you're having an organ transplant, if you're on dialysis, you know, I, I, you know, I joke about this sometimes, but it's not funny. You know, typically if you're dealing with one of these large carriers like United or Aetna, you know, I call it the 1-800-I-don't-give-a-damn number because people <laughs> call these phone numbers and they try to get help and they go through 15 voice prompts. They try to get a problem solved. I just had a gentleman, you know, unfortunately he passed away. I'm, I'm still working with his wife, trying to help her receive resolve claims. They came to me off the radio show. Um, and she's still, you know, he passed away three months ago and she's getting bills that go clear back to July. So this is the kind of stuff people deal with. And, you know, and when they need specialty treatment, how do they get it? How do they get it approved? So talk about, because you guys step in here and step up. I want to talk about that. Well, so first of all, we collaborate with the third party administrator, but we have an advocacy process that allows us to intervene with the member when the member needs help to get into a provider. There's a care coordination process that we work with the third-party administrator um, because it really is a team effort here. Um, Payer Compass has access and knows what the providers are. We know what the appropriate amount of money is. In, in terms of the quality of care and things like that, the responsibility of, of other people. But what we try to do is we try to get – to the, to the price that's relevant to what the treatment is. A lot of times treatments are, are held up because people get antsy about the money. Right. And, and what we try to do is remove the friction point of the money as soon as possible. In the Gasparilla Inn situation, you had a, a situation where there's a 200,000-plus dollar event. 290, $291,000 right. $291, for and, a wrist surgery. And, and how much did we settle it for? Seven thousand dollars. There now, you, if you go. Doubt that? Go up on the website and watch that video because it it blew me away when I saw it. And these are the people. They're actually the Gasparilla Inn folks and the broker talking about they did so. We're, you know, we get back to this $291,000 and it settles for $7,000. Does that tell you anything, people, about what's going on when we talk about a broken system and why it doesn't work? So what we are is the watchdog over the pricing, okay? We basically have a point of reference to understand. We start with Medicare. I'll give you another example. I was in a, in a, in a broker's office. We looked at, he handed me a check for $204,000. I said, what's this for? I, I remember this it's, story. It's for, a, it's for a cardiovascular monitoring of a woman, 60 years old having a back surgery the back surgeon needed to have her heart monitored and so the cardiovascular technician shows up the surgeon's actually remote he's not there and they worked for four hours and got paid two hundred and four thousand dollars under <laughs> reference-based pricing that particular treatment was worth about seven or eight thousand dollars if the employer had decided to pay 180 percent they maybe got twenty thousand dollars this particular cardiovascular group got paid $50,000 an hour for four hours worth of work. At, at the $20,000 level, they still would have got $5,000 an hour for their time, which is still ludicrous. But at the end of the day, that's the kind of disparity that we see. And we are the watchdog over the dollars that get spent. And people don't realize it because all they're concerned about is their health. They, they, they figure it, there's no value 
And in the meantime, the hospital industry and the medical industry has taken advantage of that by charging egregious amounts of money. Nobody pays attention. Do you understand now as you're listening to this, do you understand why the hospital systems have fought like hell to keep this transparency piece under wraps? Because this is what goes on when you pull the curtain back. And that's exactly why we're doing this broadcast today. Because 90% of the people in this country do not understand. The issue lies with the way the providers are charging and what they're doing and the disparity between the different hospitals, Dan, and where you can get the treatment of one hospital and the difference between another hospital can be, again, 700% in terms of the difference right here in Kansas City between two hospitals. Well, and those those variances, I've done this report now for a number of brokers and third-party administrators across the country, but in Nashville, in Denver, in Dallas, I mean, the same set of issues arise. you got the high dollar, you, you got the Mercedes-Benz guys, you got the Hyundai guys. And, and at the end of the day... You're both going to get to the same place. You, we're, they're, they're all wheels and they're all transportation. It's, it's medical services. The clinical side is where you and I go to get treatment. All we want to know is we're going to get cared for. Okay, we're all financing this at the end of the day. We're financing it through the premiums we pay, through deductibles and co-pays, and through taxes. Okay, and the average cost for an American family today for healthcare is twenty nine thousand dollars a year. Five years from now, it's going to be thirty five thousand dollars a year at the rate we're going. Or sooner, but it could be sooner. the The point is that we have to do something to. Stem the tide of this, and, and reference-based pricing is one of those tools that basically addresses the issue at its core. I'll tell one more story. There's a captive, organiza- a captive organization out there today that uses reference-based pricing exclusively for 45-member employers. The number of claims in excess of $250,000 is only 30%, is 70% less than it is for people who are in traditional networks. Yeah. Okay, so what we're doing is we're taking the tops out of a lot of these very, very large claims. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. It's been great, Kerry. Thank you very much. And on behalf of Payer Compass, uh, we look forward to coming back and uh, spending some time with you. Yeah, I, I, you know, this is going to be a topic, folks, that we're going to be talking about a lot, I think. Uh, again, you know, my job is to educate this audience into the alternatives that are out there and ways to control health care costs that make sense. So you think back about this for a minute. You think about what you could do. All those dollars that you don't spend on overpriced health care that fall to the bottom line, how, how is that going to impact your business? How is that going to help you uh, recruit better employees? How is it going to help you raise salaries? How is it going to help you provide other and better benefits? That's how all of this works, and it works really well. Um, It's an opportunity. Go to the website, payercompass.com. All the information is up there. Watch that video. You'll get a clear understanding of how this works. And if you want help, there's a simple form on the website. Fill it out. Dan will be happy to get back to you and explain to you how all of this works. And you can be for your business. Whether you're on a self-funded plan or not, you can move to that, and they'll show you how to do that and connect you with partners who can do it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I leave you with this thought from Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Americans must learn to live together as brothers and sisters, or we will surely perish together is fools. I don't think those words have ever been more important than they are today. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIE Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America.